You're listening to BNI, the Australian Story podcast, brought to you by BNI Australia, Australia's largest business referral organisation. For more information how your business can benefit from BNI and to find your local chapter, go to our website at bni.com.au. Now, here are your hosts, Veronica Lizamato and Brent Edwards. Welcome to episode number 58 of BNI, The Australian Story. My name is Veronica. The sun is shining here on the Mornington Peninsula and I'm here with our Executive Director in Melbourne South and, of course, our co-host, Mr Brent Edwards. Hi, Brent. Uh, I pine for some sun, Veronica. This is uh, this is fantastic. After we record this, I might even go for a ride on my bike. I think. Well, that would be good, wouldn't it? Get a bit of exercise and fresh air. And let's hope the Melbourne weather keeps the sun out just for a little longer because you know what it's like in Melbourne, four four seasons in one day. I know. Um, know. (laughs) Now, I actually just wanted to touch very quickly on something that our guest from last week said, um, Ariel, who was a fantastic guest from the uh, Frankston Flyers. He mentioned that he came to a meeting with no intention of joining to appease an invitation from his accountant. Um, and then he wanted to put in an application straight away. And he said that the accountability factor of the meeting was what really stood out for him. And I've been thinking about that. And I just think that we need to understand that when we invite visitors, we might invite them because of what we want them to know about BNI. But it's always going to be something that they need to hear in the meeting that's going to speak to them. So for some, you invite them because you know they're going to get business, but they might just love the community. For some, you invite them because you know they need the community, but they might just love the accountability and the way that we measure our results. So I just thought I'd put that to you. And how important is it that we don't judge uh, the the BNI member for the visitor and we let the visitor enjoy the experience and get what they need out of it? It's very much like a sales process. And um, obviously the story from last week with Ariel, they walked in the room at 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 a zero and uh, in the sales process, you know, getting to a 10 in the sales process is actually getting to the point where you actually, this is for me, you know, pay the money, pull out your credit card, et cetera. So what you've got to think about in a BNI meeting is at what point do people get to that point in the sales process where they say, hey, this is for me, I'm starting to consider it. And there's different points. And if they walk in at a zero, at a zero in the sales process, there's a lot of factors that come into it in the B&I meeting. So they might walk into at a zero, okay, I'm coming along to appease someone, they walk into open networking. That's, you know, a lot of people open networking, they felt welcome, tick. Um, there's a visitor host table, everyone's organised, tick. You know, they move up to number two. Then we sit down and uh, they see an organised meeting with uh, people presenting their business that's run by a committee. That's organised, tick. Then they see the accountability. That may be a tick for them. Then they see the referrals and testimonials. They may get some great business advice, tick, 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 to the point where someone says, okay, this is for me. Uh, I reckon I'd I'd like to put in an application. And a lot of people, uh, visitor hosts think, um, the visitor orientation is all about getting someone to fill in an application. It's not. By the time you get to visitor host orientation, people have made their decision whether it's right for them or not or whether they have to go along and think about it. Uh, they usually have made their decision if it's not right for them. 
And all you're doing during the visitor orientation is, is setting the expectations and managing the expectations of people and letting people know what they need to know about the commitment if they'd like to be involved. Uh, by that time, uh, and, you know, people need to be in the in the area of the uh, um, in the area on in the sales process where they're just about to um, where they're at the point where they want to actually commit, and you know, and that depends on how your team actually runs your BNI meeting. And I say to groups, I say, you know, what's the benefit of being there early, fifteen minutes before the meeting? Well, if your visitor turns up at a zero and they walk into a room. At, uh, at 10 to 7, and they've done the right thing to be early and hardly anyone's there, they could go from a zero to minus three from that. So you've got to get them back up to zero. Then you've got to get them all the way back up to at least seven, eight or nine before they're even considering um, being, a part of the, being a part of the meeting. So you start, you're going backwards before you can go forwards. So um, it's, a, it's a weird way of explaining it, but uh, it's probably the best way of explaining it uh, to get people in the meeting, they have a positive experience because you'll never get to a point where, um, you know, you can, you can change someone's mind on, in a visitor host orientation of being a part of it. It's the experience they have in the meeting. And being on meeting is an experience. I really appreciate the way you've explained that because for me, I completely got it. I completely got what you said. And I know that the meeting is all about the visitors I completely understand that. And you just explaining it like that in my brain, I've got this little visual going on about, oh, that's okay. So that's what they're walking into and that's why it's really important. Uh, so my question to you before we go to our guest is how important is the follow-up in that process of getting them from one to 10? Oh, absolutely. Um, and the follow-up is the follow-up is key and the follow-ups there for people who aren't quite at that point in the sales process where they're, uh, they haven't made that decision. And that could be that extra thing that the actual, uh, that could be that extra thing that the actual, um, that gets them over the line from the follow-up. So that's another tick. Okay, someone's followed me up. They make me feel like I'm wanted. And, uh, and we go from there. Well, it sounds like your dog knows that there's someone, someone that wants you at the front door there. I love Zoom because everything's completely real. So uh, we have our uh, producer, Steve, standing by now and our very special guest today that's coming all the way from another state. So just before we, um, we do the introductions, we just wanted to shout out to all of our BNI members that are in New South Wales at the moment. Um, you know, in Victoria, we did it very tough last year. We know exactly what you are going through and we know the challenges and the fears uh, that you are facing at the moment. So what we might just say is that you're not alone. All the states in Australia are behind you and all of the members throughout BNI in Australia are here for you to support you. So if it means just, um, you know, logging into your own meeting every week and just keeping that balance of structure and routine, but also, why don't you come and visit a chapter here in Victoria? You know, maybe you can't get out of the house, but you're still doing business at home. You've got a bit of time to spare. We would love to welcome visitors from New South Wales to our meetings in Victoria. So get on to BNI Connect, find a chapter that suits your time, and just pop in and say hi to some Victorian business owners who would love to support you through what you're going through at the moment in New South Wales. And look, do you know something? Who knows uh, what other states might be going through something similar? Go and visit other states and other chapters. Let's continue to support each other on a national level. Uh, 
because we all have to be for, here for each other. We've learned that during 2020 and 2021. So sorry, Brent, to hold you up. I just really wanted to, um, to let people know that this is a national podcast and uh, it's really important that everyone feels really welcome and uh, supported. So over to you. Who's our guest today? Oh, nice work, V. Um, our guest today is, we're off to New South Wales today, and uh, speaking of which, <laughs> we've got uh, Ron Pratap uh, from RP Wealth Management with us today. So uh, welcome, Ron, and Ron's uh, coming up to five-year member of BNI, I believe. So welcome to the BNI Australia Story podcast. Welcome. Thanks a lot, guys, and thanks for having me today. So I'm coming from the, the heart of uh, the COVID hotspots at the moment, Liverpool, Sydney. So I'm currently, uh, yeah, been working from home for the last few weeks. Yeah. All right. And uh, can you tell us um, what chapter you are in currently, and what uh, what 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 is your uh, category within that particular chapter? Yeah. So I, I'm uh, in the BNI Power chapter. I'm actually in the leadership team at the moment. Moment. So that's based in Narellan in the Macarthur area. Um, we're currently uh, one in the top 10 uh, chapters in Australia. Uh, at the wow. moment, I hold the category for financial advisor in the group. So I've been a member since about, uh, like you said, close to five years. So October 2016 is when I joined shortly after I started the business. Well, we hope you uh, get to receive your five-year recognition outside of the uh, outside of the uh, Zoom meeting and uh, and face to face. That's what we look forward to. So um, we ask all our guests, Ron, how'd you find out about BNI? When and where? Yeah, so for me, like I mentioned, it was shortly after I started my business. So I think it was I was just on um, LinkedIn or going through just finding out uh, local accountants within the area. So I'm not from Macarthur myself. So I'm from uh, at the time I was in Parramatta. So Macarthur is probably about forty minutes away. So when I started yeah, yeah. my my business, I saw some clients were moving out that way. I did some research on that area, and I found that there was um, not a lot a lot of young financial advisors out there. There was not, uh, and there was a market for a lot of self employed individuals going out there. You know that that's the Macarthur region is set to be the, the fastest growing region in New South Wales at the moment. But I didn't have any relationships, so. I think I hit up one of the accountants just just via uh, just a, uh, um, a cold contact, and he was the president. He ended up being the president of the chapter at the time. So he said, "Why don't you attend the meeting? And then instead of just meeting me, you can meet you know who I work with." Um, and then I attended the a chapter open meeting. And to be honest, it was great. It's not something that I really ever did before. I did some networking, but not as structured as B and I. So. Seeing that structure, seeing how everyone worked together, um, I was like, you know, this is something I want to be part of. And I didn't originally go in as a financial advisor. I went in as a life insurance specialist because there was already a financial advisor in the group. So I made sure before joining that we had a conversation um, about joining the chapter uh, and then how we could kind of work together in order to make sure there was no overlapping at the same time. That's so important, yeah. isn't it, Brent? Because uh, whenever we see applications, we need to make sure that every member is set up for success. And so that conversation can really um, set the tone for the whole chapter culturally every time someone comes in. Yeah, and you can get some, like, especially around that sort of uh, financial planner area, there's a lot of specialist areas where not uh, not everyone within there is a, has is a specialist in those different you know subsets. So a lot of 
financial planners or financial advisors don't like doing risk. And uh, that is a great opportunity for someone who specialises in risk to, uh, to come in and actually do that within the chapter. And then they get to pull their clients together as such. And, and it gives um, it gives them more options. And not only gives them more options, it gives the chapter uh, more, it makes the chapter easier to refer them because specialists are a lot more easier to refer than someone who has a, you know, a finger in a few pies yeah. as such. So, you know, when you're finding referrals for someone, you say, I know Ron, Ron's a specialist in this area. He can really help you solve your problem. Good chance you'll get Ron in front of that person. Yeah, definitely. And you can even see it with our chapter at the moment. Like we've got four people, uh, four specialists in real estate. So one's focused on investment, one's focused on residential sales, the other one's focused on property management, and the other one's on uh, development and construction. So, you know, they all refer to each other. And we haven't had it as good as what we've had it in, in terms of those categories because I've seen a lot of, you know, real estate people come in, not get the referrals they want, and then leave. But now we've got it to a point where they're all working with each other and working with other professionals within the group. And now it's really working. And you can see that that's how we've kind of cracked that top 10. And I really love that because if you think of uh, Dunbar theory and Dunbar theory focuses around that we know at least 150 people who we have a personal relationship with. So out of that 150 people, they might be friends and family, uh, suppliers, uh, customers, uh, people we are, we meet in other networks, people we went to school with, all those combined that we have an actual personal relationship with. And a lot of people say, oh, yeah, I've got, you know, I've got 500 friends on socials. Yeah, great. How many, how many of them might walk past you down the street and not say hello? You know, these are people you actually have a personal relationship with. So um, when you're taking... Um, instead of taking one real estate agent and says, I do all real estate and uh, you know, all referrals for me, property management, I'm going to take that, investment property, I'll take that and I'll just hand it off to someone within my office even though I don't specialise in. They've only got those 150 contacts they bring to the chapter. But you've got four within that realm now and that's bringing, um, that's bringing 600 contacts to the chapter. Definitely. 600 potential clients yeah. where... So you've quadrupled the amount of potential from that one sort of category. That's what I really love about that. So, uh, Ron, you started your business um, with no clients in 2016 and um, now BNI's about a 30-year revenue. How did that actually work after six or 12 months? Yeah, so I, I guess um, previous to this, I worked for one of the big four organisations in financial planning. So I had about 400 clients. So when I left, I left with zero. I couldn't take any clients and I was basically starting from scratch. And for me, it was that, you know, that hunger to succeed. And, you know, I, I, to, also, to be honest, I just came back from an eight-week Europe trip. So I just blown probably a few tens of thousands of dollars and I thought, <laughs> what am I doing? But at the same time, that... Um, that hunger also, I didn't have anything to back me up. So for me, it was creating those relationships and it's not short-term relationships because at the end of the day, my business is uh, reliant on ongoing clients. So if I just go into BNI thinking that I'm just going to get as many, many referrals as I can, 
and then leave, it's not going to work out because those clients will probably leave me at the same time. So I really wanted to nurture some great relationships. So the biggest thing that I did was doing the one-to-one. So because I, I told you I didn't work in that area. So for me, going to BNI that one time every week was a 40, 50 minute drive. And so what I'd made sure was when I was down in the in MacArthur, I just scheduled one-to-ones all day. So back-to-back one-to-ones and I would sp- spend all day there um, and getting to know people and seeing what do I need for my business. And what I needed for my business was someone to do my website. I needed flyers. I needed, you know, clients that needed mortgages, you know, refer it to the mortgage broker. But it's not about what you can get out of it. It's about what you can do for other members because it's that wanting to, you know, if you refer to someone, they're going to want to refer back to you in return. And we talk about it in in the philosophy. And if I can do that, someone's going to feel like maybe I can work with this person. So, you know, the first thing was the insurances. So uh, uh, really, you know, a lot of people within the group they're self-employed business owners. And the first thing you forget about sometimes is the insurances. So when I started talking about it and getting to them to understand that an in, a protection plan is just as important as an investment plan, that's how I started getting these, uh, I guess, members from the group. And when they saw the importance of it and, and showed uh, or saw me how passionate I was about what I talked about, then they were more comfortable with me referring to their friends, family, you know, now I've got uh, members in the group who they've referred their parents to, to me for retirement planning advice and other areas. So it's just creating that trust um, and also me showing that I wanted to be here for the long term. So I started off not having an office in, um, in Orange Park or MacArthur. Then I went to two days sitting at a serviced office. And now I'm sitting there full time, five days a week. And this is all from B&I. And now I'm opening, opening up a second office in Borkham Hills. So, you know, all that has stemmed from the growth of being either relationships. Plus I share an office with the mortgage broker uh, from BNI and the property investor, sorry, the property specialist from BNI as well. Um, and we've opened up a second office with both their business partners. So you can, and this was, I didn't know them before BNI. This was all from the back of BNI. And you attribute some of your success of getting there was building building that power team. Can you explain to our listeners a bit about that? Yeah. So um, look, it did take some time for me to get some traction. And and, and as you mentioned, you know, six to 12 months, because I don't think you can go in there and expect referrals straight away, especially with, you know, someone being a financial advisor or insurance specialist, you know, you're, you're expecting the members in the group to refer you to their friends, family or associates and it's a big thing for a financial advisor because I'm, you know, talking about finances. I'm understanding how much debt they're in. I'm, I'm getting all these personal do, details. So, you know, it takes some time to build that trust. And I think, um, you know, doing those one-to-ones is very important because you understand how a person operate, operates and you understand if they're on your philosophy. Now, I think I've told you, you know, within six, after six months of becoming a member, I actually ended up being president of the chapter. And so for me, my big philosophy was, is that I didn't just want anyone coming into the group as a member, we wanted to get the right people in there. And I think where we got that good influx of people was young, passionate business owners like myself, you know, they were in the first few years of their business. And it wasn't about how can I get a clip from the dollar in terms of if I refer to someone, but how can that referral lead to something coming back my way? And so I think everyone had the same mindset 
of if we help each other grow each other's businesses, we're only going to be rewarded in return as a result of that. And, you know, you, you're only going to refer to people that you trust and that trust comes out of the one-to-ones coming out, out of, you know, getting up every week, talking, being on time, you know, coming in 15 minutes early, like you said, you know, you, you don't want a visitor to come into a room, to an empty room. And, you know, some, you know, we, we've, our group has had some issues where people weren't coming early on time and we saw the repercussions because visitors have mentioned that as well. So now we've got a set process for everything we do. And it took some years to hone that. Uh, and now, you know, it's paying off for everyone in the group. I love that you've actually brought that up because I think that's really important. Um, and I often say this to, to people who are trying to invite people, invite people like you. You joined, you're doing well in BNI, you understand the value of giver's gain. Invite people that are like-minded, that believe in the same things that you believe, yeah. and they will have a great experience of BNI. If you're just going and inviting, you know, anyone and everyone, well, it's a numbers game and you're taking, you know, you're taking a chance, it's often time consuming yep. if you actually look at people who are like-minded look at the networks and the and the and the social groups that are similar in beliefs to yourself they're probably going to really understand the value of bni and i think you know having someone in the leadership team like yourself who's who's understood we need to get like-minded people in the room we need to share this community yep. to share the same belief share the same values then we share the same success yeah and, and you know as structured as bni is you want to keep that structure but also create an environment where the visitors feel welcome. And, you know, for me, a big thing was having that kind of banter in the room, you know, the joking around. But at the end of the day, when it came up to each section of the meeting, everyone showed why they were here. At the end of the day, if we're all having a laugh and we're not getting the results we want, this group is going to disintegrate pretty quickly. You know, people are going to leave because they're not getting the results. At the end of the day, we're all putting up a fee. We're all putting our time, our commitment, you know, where we could be doing that elsewhere if we're not getting the results. So it's about creating that environment where, yes, everyone wants to be there on a Thursday morning. Like, I don't get up at 5.30 for anyone. The only time I get up is for B&I on a Thursday morning. And if I want to be there, I've got to create the environment for everyone that wants to be there too. So I think, you know, we, we did that very well. And it's not just me, it's the leadership team after me. It's the, my vice president that also did, you know, I was like the Donald Trump. I was just the face of it. And everyone in the background was doing all the, all the work. Well, I hope not. Yeah, not, not, not to that extent, but I, I just got up and talked and it was my VP, it was my treasurer. It was everyone in the background doing the work. I was just the good looking guy at the front, standing at the front of the meeting talking. <laughs> With the orange spray tan. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But um, hey, um, that's a story in itself. Like uh, you got uh, sort of left holding the baby there, so to speak, where you had your whole leadership team and 10 of your members left with them, taking a chapter down to 11. Yep. And, yeah. uh, and, and that's amazing how you've actually built it up. And, and the great thing about that, and, and although it, people go, oh, that's a disaster, one of the great things about that is you can actually, you've got the foundation to say, okay, well, let's mould this into the culture we want. We want young, enthusiastic business people in here who know the value of this and you're able to build, a, build it up to the point where you're in the top 10 chapters in Australia now. So that's um, absolutely awesome. And one of my, and like, oh, sorry, I was going to say, yeah. one of my quotes that I always live by 
is from chaos, there's always opportunity. And that's exactly what this was. And, yeah. and, that, and this is what's happening now, right? Like in, in this COVID situation, people can think of this as a, a time to let everything go and, you know, blame the government or blame other people. But at the end of the day, it's how you pivot and how you, you make decisions that are going to affect your future. And you can either do it wrong and quickly understand you need to pivot and change direction and do something else. And that's, you know, that's part of being a business owner. You know, when COVID hit last year, it, I had to make some changes, you know, jump on Zoom, do uh, documents that were could be signed online. But the same thing happened, you know, with BNI. I saw it as an opportunity when I was, when people said, do you want to be president? I saw that as, look, I don't have a presence in MacArthur at the moment. As a president of the chapter, I can grow my presence as well within the community. And as the, as the chapter was growing, people were contacting me because they saw me as the president of a, a growing chapter and contacting me out of nowhere. When I was going to other networking um, meetings outside of BNI, people already knew me. So, you know, I... I'm five foot nothing, like I'm the shortest guy. So for me, networking was very hard because I always thought, you know, it was always tall people and I had to like pivot under someone's armpit to get in there. But now I was very confident in the way I networked because I, it was, it just became second nature, getting up every week, speaking. Like I was never this confident. I hated public speaking, but that being a president and, and growing the chapter and being able to, you know, bring a lot of business owners within the area, all of a sudden, you know, I'm the, if you type in financial planning, MacArthur, Oran Park, I'm the number one advisor that comes up. And that's all from, that's no paid advertising. That's all from social media content. That's all from people from the BNI success, it's it's led to to this avenue. I think we've got a name for this podcast, Brent. It's ten foot tall and COVID proof. <laughs> I think you've or, I think five, you've, foot, um, five you've, foot. You've, you've pushed Veronica's buttons there. We're saying, um, talking about the um, the credibility. Oh, no, the credibility. Oh, not the pivot. <laughs> we did that a couple of weeks ago. Um, about the here uh, about the credibility of of, of being a president and um, that that gives you being a, a president of an organisation like your local BNI group. And a lot of people take it for granted on, you know, we're a really sizable business unit that can pass anywhere between 10 to, as a combined uh, group, between 10 and $100 million a year of turnover combined with all those, with all those members in the chapter. So... Yeah, we've got a fairly uh, a fairly influential group that you're uh, you are the president of in your local community, and I, you know I think it's understated a lot by members. They and they don't appreciate um, the work they actually do as president and how you know leading that team. And we've seen it so many times leading that team and and building those groups to be a success. You can really change the lives of the people within the room. And uh, and I don't think it's appreciated as as much as it probably should be within B and I. I think one of the um, one of the things that we know is that people in leadership positions aren't always leaders. And I think that one of the things that we're getting better at doing in B and I, especially with the way that B and I has um, 
changed its processes, brought them online, modernised them, uh, made them more shareable, more inclusive with everybody, bridging the gap between our um, members that have been with us for 20 years and the members that have been with us for two months, is that we're onboarding people so much better as members that by the time they get an opportunity to be president, they understand the expectations of them. And I could not wait to be president. Brent's right. I just, for me, having that on my resume... They could have said that I got birthday honours from the Queen. It was the same thing. Like to be president in a BNI chapter was a big deal for me because I got a chance to lead. And it wasn't until later that I realised about the credibility and the visibility and what that actually meant in terms of a business. As business owners, we just want to be seen as credible, trustworthy, and be able to be referred to people. BNI does all of that for you, and here you are at the front helping others to do the same. So coming up to leadership, please, if you get an opportunity to fill out a nomination form and you feel like that you would be able to lead and you'd like to be shown how to do that, take the opportunity, take one of those roles. There is more work involved, but so in your business, that's the way it is. If you're, if you're going to get up at 5.30 in the morning, do it for BNI. If you're going to go the extra mile, do it for BNI because BNI is doing it for you and, and you will always get back you know, 10 times more than you put in. And the growth, the personal and professional growth is amazing in those roles. Oh, definitely. So, yeah. I totally agree with that statement. So, Ron, we've had a really long chat today and it's been great. And uh, We're running out of time. What would be your tip for a member to achieve success within BNI? Um, I guess for a, a new member or a visitor to the chapter, I would say go go in with an open mind. You know, don't. Th there's a lot of um, you know, if you ask a lot of people outside BNI about what they think about it, you're you're going to have a, a different opinions. You know, you're going to have some negative ones, some that didn't work out, some people that have joined the chapter and love it. But go in yourself and understand how, how it is, and don't just look at one chapter. Maybe look at a few different chapters because like I talked about before, I tried to create a different culture than what I saw at some other BNI groups. I saw some larger groups where it, it was too large and it felt like there was a few clicks forming and you didn't have the whole group together. But I felt like my one, you know, we ours was fairly small so we could set a, a, a bit of a culture. But at the same time, look at what everyone in the group is doing. Look, go in there and when everyone's speaking, see how you can work with those members and see what you can give in order to get something back out of it as well. I think um, if you go in with the expectation that you're going to make money out of it, just like with when, you're, when I sat down to do my business plan, when I set up the business, everything that I thought was going to happen didn't happen. All the partners that I thought I was going to have didn't happen. Everything changed. So if you go in there with a preconceived um, idea, it's probably not going to be that. So go in there with an open mind, see what you can do in order to, um, and maybe pull some members aside and have that one-to-one -one chat because I think you're really going to understand um, how members are seeing it. You know, I, I really tell it how it is. I, I, for me, I've got a lot of members in the group or from visitors to members because I just, I just tell them, you know, not the BS. I'll tell them how it is and, you know, don't expect in the, to come in there and get something. You're going to have to work for it but it's going to be rewarding in the long term. And that's why I'm a member for five years. Fantastic. Fantastic. And uh, where can people find you, Ron? 
Yep. So, um, uh, like I said, if you type in uh, financial planning, Oren Park, I'll come up. <laughs> no, but um, RP Wealth Management is my business. So Ronald Pratap, um, I'm based in Oren Park. So if you type in RP Wealth Management, I'm a platinum rated advisor on Advisor Ratings, which is a national platform for financial advisors. Five-star rating on Google, but you can just type in RP Wealth Management and my links will come up. I'm doing a lot of social media, blogging. And I think that's another thing. You need to give a lot before you get in return. So I'm always putting up tips, uh, doing uh, videos with members in the group to just put some education out there. Awesome. I love it. Thank you, Ron. Thanks for being with us today. It's been great talking to you and uh, congratulations on your successes within BNI and uh, by leading your chapter. It's been an awesome story to share. Uh, thank, thank you, guys, and thanks for having me on. Well, Brent, I just, um, every single week we have members who have very different stories and yet all underpinned by the same message. Give, 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 and then reap the rewards. Give and build relationships are, are really the key things we hear every time from successful members. Now, a few weeks ago, we had a, um, a, a visit, a, a guest on the show, and he said something that was really interesting to me. Uh, he lived in a, a, a sizable city, but he'd never heard about BNI before until he moved to uh, North Queensland, and then all of a sudden he found uh, BNI. And I just wanted to ask you how different does BNI market themselves now? I mean, we know that BNI is the best kept secret, um, but when you look at how they used to do things, even five years ago, to how they're doing things now in the national marketing team, I mean, what can we what can we see coming forward with BNI, and how is BNI marketing itself, other than just the members now? So it doesn't remain the best kept secret. Yeah, we are actually working on that and uh, giving ourselves more visibility in the marketplace. Um, it's amazing when you speak to people or they come to a meeting and uh, and they say, oh, how long has this been going? I've never heard of this. Uh, so, it's um, yeah, we are working on that as, as a national team. Uh, I think you'll see, like, with our branding presence, our web presence and all that, our social media presence is 10 times better than it was even a couple of years ago. So... Uh, we are working on that as a as a national team, and uh, and building that up. And all that does is makes our uh, makes our presence uh, greater, makes our name more familiar. And believe it or not, like you, you mentioned it before, or Ron mentioned it, you know, some people have had a bad experience with BNI previously, because you know, believe it or not, not all our groups were always great. And, uh, you know, sometimes people can get a bad experience. But, you know, by and large, I think we've got a fairly, a, a very good product and a fairly good culture across the majority of our groups now. And that takes time to build. So, um, yeah, we've been able to, uh, to do that and we want to tell more people about it. So we are expanding that because our biggest clients, our base now comes from our members and who their contacts are. Well, we want to actually, actually reach further than that. And we're working on, on that at the moment. Well, it's very exciting uh, for me as a member to see what BNI is doing and building um, and, and how they seem to be one step ahead of the game all the time. I'm really loving that, as I know a lot of the members are. What is your tip for success this week? Um, my tip this week is, um, and I don't know if I've spoken about this before, but Veronica, have you ever heard someone stand up and say, I don't want any referrals this week? Yes. I'm too busy. <laughs> I'm too busy. That's right. Be you cringe when you hear that. Yeah. I cringe. I, I hate it. I, and you know what? When you do that, you're telling people, I don't want your business. Mm. 
Yeah, and so shops closed. People are going, okay, that's one person I don't have to find referrals for. Yeah. Next. Yeah. Okay. And we don't want that. So instead of saying that, I'd like people to stand up and and ask for a long-term referral. Okay. Not just a short-term referral. So maybe focus on that golden goose, that um, that dream referral uh, that people may not find next week, but keep reminding people what you're after. So instead of maybe transactional referrals, you're not looking for tra transactional referrals, but you're still looking for that great contact down the track and focus your presentation on something in the future, not the now. And then you don't have to get up and say, I don't want any referrals because, you know, once you're, uh, once you're, you're asking for no referrals, people, you know, people being on, be people will give you what you ask for. Yeah. If you ask for referrals, I'll give them to you. If you ask for nothing, they'll give you nothing. Yeah. So, um, you know, focus on those long-term referrals, not those, just those transactional referrals that you're busy with right now and keep people thinking about what you might need in the future, because we're not always going to be in boom. Yeah. These, you know, things are, are, are cyclical and we go through those areas. So, um, you know, when you run out of that work, what are you going to do? Cause you've spent, you know, the last few months asking for no referrals and everything dries up. Um, so then you're stuck with uh, with no business. So you may as well focus on down the track. Yeah, it's a great point, actually. It's a better problem to have to work out how you're going to service more clients than saying to people, I don't need any work this week. And then when you do need them, they're not there. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you. What a great podcast. Um, I've really appreciated Brent, every time that we do the podcast, I walk away learning so much more. So thank you for sharing your experience with everybody as well. Thank you to Steve, our podcast producer, making sure everything runs smoothly. And thank you to each and every one of our members that are listening and supporting and sharing our podcast, BNI Australia, for supporting the podcast. Uh, and once again, to all of our members in New South Wales, you're not alone. Make sure that you contact someone else in Australia and visit us at another meeting somewhere else. We'd love to make you feel welcome. And we're always there for each other here at BNI Australia. Thanks, everybody. Thank you.